0: welcome to women weekend a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships childhood and early life conditioning to shift from a place of codependency into a divine feminine state of love harmony abundance and joy On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has experienced most of the issues that I explore on this show. On today's Divine Feminine solo episode, I'm speaking about an experience I had last week working with my dear friend, Corey McDonald, who is an angel channeler. So she opens herself to invite any past or loved ones, ancestors, angels, or guides that we have around us and with us at all times in the angelic or spirit realm that watch us, that guide us that offer us insight and help while we're here in the physical plane the experience was very powerful very emotional very surprising and it was surprising actually for both of us because corey came to realize that during the session my angels who i'll share about in the episode were saying that not only do angels and ancestors in those realms offer us guidance and help us on our path towards greater evolution, ascension, and growth, but that we can also offer them guidance and inspiration by the way that we live our lives and work through our shadow work and addressing our wounds, our past traumas, and then courageously rising and reclaiming ourselves and freeing ourselves of the shackles that we put ourselves in. So this was very exciting and interesting to both of us, and I hope that you all will find it exciting and interesting as well. So take a listen and enjoy. Hey, everybody, Whitney here with a Divine Feminine solo episode, and today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm sharing a story, yet it's also tied into inspiring a concept that I wanted to share with all of you. And inspire you with, which is that when we are here on earth, living through this physical experience, living through this experience of being human, the emotional roller coasters, the imprisonment that we are placed in, in terms of feeling disconnected, not a part of the all connected with source, we feel very disconnected, separate and alone a lot of the time. Yet as we begin to remember and reclaim our true selves, we are basically like one big rocky movie (laughs) to the audience that's watching us. This is sort of what I've come to realize and what I really came to understand during a session this past week. So let me explain this. I had a session with my friend, Corey McDonald, who is a angel channeler. So she specifically taps in. Is able to when she's gonna work with somebody, call in any angels, pastover, loved ones, ancestors that want to come through with messages, with connection with that person. And she's training to get her certification. So she needs people, which is if anybody is particularly interested, you can reach out to me on Instagram and I can connect you with her. And so she did a session with me. I shared way back in November that I had stayed at an an Airbnb when I was in Connecticut and the owner and I were chatting into the night about all sorts of things. And then suddenly he said, I'm sorry, but there's somebody who really wants to talk to you. And a good friend of mine had said the same thing years early about this woman that they both felt was a paternal grandmother that was really wanting to connect with me. So I found that wild. And so I had told Corey about this. I said, listen, <laughs> my great grandmother has been really eager to talk with me. So she might come through. And Corey said, yes, your great grandmother came through last night when I was meditating on it and opening up your field for our session. And then she said, but also there are two males that came forward. And I was very surprised when we figured out, she said, only one is going to come through today because Corey is still developing her skills and channeling can be very draining and very overwhelming. And the connection can start to dim and dissipate as someone is getting tired, as they're getting drained from the, the energy exchange of channeling someone. I've heard that other channelers, as they get more accustomed to it, it can actually energize them and they don't get as drained. But just like anybody learning something new, when you don't have as much experience with doing it efficiently and expertly, then you can get drained a little bit. So she said, "We're gonna to talk to one of the males." This was after we talked to my great grandmother because she wanted to come through first. And she said it was it was so funny because she was just the way that the other two people had described her. That they she was very insistent that she had to talk to me, and that she was very fun and vivacious and outgoing. And I told Corey, I was like, "Well, that kind of sounds like me." <laughs> she sounds like goofy and fun and energetic and enthusiastic. And Corey was like, "Yes, yes, she's saying yes that you're a lot like her, and that's why she's." following you through your life and just so fascinated by you and wants you to know just how wonderful you are because she sees you and knows that you struggle with that. So that was really beautiful. And then she had one of the male presences that was there. And so I really didn't know. I didn't know who it was going to be. I didn't know if it was one of my grandfathers who have both passed or somebody else I didn't expect. I haven't had many other people in my life pass specifically males. So I really wasn't sure. And she was talking for a bit and she said, this person is really excited for you. They think that you're really brave and courageous. They really admire how you live your life. They're really impressed. She said, I'm getting a, a G word. A G, and I was like, well, a granddad. She's like, yeah, but I'm getting like a name. And I was like, Gordon. And she said, yes. And I said, that's my grandfather. Cause my dad's name is Gordon and his father's name was Gordon as well. So my dad is Gordon jr. Essentially. <laughs> and I couldn't believe it because my grandfather, well, actually both of my grandfathers on each grandfather on both sides were very prestigious doctors. One was a medical professor and doctor at Johns Hopkins. The other was the Dean of Medicine and a surgeon at Tulane Medical School. And they were just, you know, very scholarly. And particularly, my dad's dad, Gordon, who was coming through, he was so conservative, very buttoned up, very serious, seemed like he was always sitting at a table with all of his colleagues like he just seemed like he always had to have this air of I am a doctor, I am the smartest person here, I don't mess around, I don't, you know, I don't have fun, I'm always serious. At least that was the impression I got. I only knew him until well actually I knew him until I was in college. He passed when I was a sophomore in college. Yet I spent most time with him in when my family and I would go out to visit him and my grandmother and our aunts and uncles during the holidays. And what I remember most is that he was just always so serious and would often scold us for things and would often bring up strange stories about medical anomalies where people died and how we could die if we ate a certain food or did a certain thing. And I, he always freaked me out. And I always felt like I had to you know, sit up straight and be a certain way around him because he just didn't seem to tolerate any kind of nonsense. <laughs> Neither of my grandparents did, really. And then as I got older, though, it was really hurtful to me because I tried to be close to him, especially when my grandmother died, when I was in seventh grade. And I remember I wrote him a letter to tell him that I hope he was doing well because he lived across the country, so I didn't see him. And I said that I cared about him and I hope that he's finding ways to find love because I know that he's probably sad. He actually did end up dating somebody pretty quickly after my grandmother, but he... His response to that was to tell my dad, I think Whitney needs to work on her spelling. I wonder how she's doing in English because she had a lot of spelling mistakes and grammar errors in her letter. <laughs> so he didn't really notice that I was just trying to be kind and connect with him. He just critiqued my academic skills and ability, which is what it seemed was the only thing that he ever really cared about. So you can imagine my shock when during our session, Corey was saying, how excited he was to watch me and to be with me. And she told me that he has been with me and watching me since the time he passed because once he passed and moved into the spirit realm, he saw, this is what Corey told me, he saw that and realized that he had spent his whole time on earth being all up in his head, that everything was from the neck and above. He was logical. He was all about knowledge and wisdom and studying and academics. And he did not let himself tap in to anything in his heart, in his soul. He was religious. He attended church regularly, but he didn't actually get into his own feelings, right? And that's the thing sometimes about religion. You just kind of look at it as something, again, outside of yourself. Okay, I show up here. I say these certain things. I explore these certain notions. But you don't actually go within and make it internal. Explore your internal world about these concepts, And he said that that was something that he saw in me, was that I was living my life from my heart, that I embraced my soul, my knowing, my understanding of things beyond this world, of things beyond just the intellect, and that he really loved it and admired it. And interesting is that, again, I think I shared with you all in a previous episode, but during my travels, I was making my way along the east coast like all the way down from massachusetts through new york down to new jersey and i was planning to just spend thanksgiving alone and then at the last minute my aunt this is gordon where i make my grandfather's daughter called me and said, Whitney, I totally forgot to connect with you. I remember you told me you've been traveling. Is it too late for us to meet up? Are you still in the area? And it was a week before Thanksgiving. And I said, well, I'm actually down just a few hours from you and I don't have any plans for Thanksgiving. And she said, okay, great. Come spend it with us. Your uncle's coming in town too with his husband. And we had the best time. But it was so interesting because I went to her house and she had albums and albums of pictures of... My grandfather and my dad, all these years ago, and their grandparents, and all these people that I had never really connected with, and I couldn't help but think at the time, did something guide me here? Am I meant? Am I doing some healing here? Is there something I'm meant to know about this side of my family? And the fact that he came through along with another paternal grandmother, so my mom, my dad's grandfather, makes me think that yes, that there is some significant connections that that, that is. Maybe that my dad's side of the family makes up the majority of the spirits that are really connecting with me. Because of course, one in the bigger picture, you can connect with anybody. That's what I've heard. Like in a moment's notice, if you ask for someone to be present, they'll be there. Yet certain people, once they cross over, they remember their connections with specific soul groups. So sometimes, let's say like my mom's side of the family might not have been as involved with me through other lifetimes. But what I'm getting through this is that my father's side of the, my family was, has been more involved with me, more connected with me. But of course, we all forget when we come onto earth. So I'm also offering this to anyone listening because it can be valuable and helpful to kind of feel that out. Think about who are the passed over loved ones or ancestors? Because I when mean, we say passed over loved ones, my great grandmother, I never knew her, so I didn't necessarily necessarily have that love connection in terms of, oh my gosh, she passed and I missed her so much. So it doesn't necessarily have to be somebody that you loved that passed. It can be an ancestor that you did have previous lives with, or even if not, they are strongly invested in you for one reason or another. My paternal grandmother, also her daughter, my grandmother was an only child and my grandparents... We were the only grandchildren for years. And then there was only one more that came 20 years after us. So I was kind of one of the few (laughs) of her lineage. My point is, it can be helpful and beneficial to explore who might be in your realm. And that's why it was cool to work with Corey. And I recommend anybody to work with Corey because she can show you this is who's actually really important in your path. Yet that's what I'm here to talk about today is that not only is it important for you? But it's important for them because while she had Gordon there with her, he was saying how much he had been enjoying watching me on my travels. And he said, it's so amazing that Whitney just has created this life for herself. He said, I always wanted to do that. I love traveling. I would have loved to live such a free and carefree life, but I always felt that I, I was had to do certain things and I was supposed to be this upheld, important, prestigious person. And then I could never have wavered from that or thought that it would be acceptable to do such things. But she just goes and does it. And I was just sobbing. <laughs> Because again, I never thought that my grandfather thought twice about me. And I honestly thought he didn't care much for me or think that I was anything special because in his terms, when he was alive, I wasn't because we all have value systems. And a lot of people in my family, their values is all based on scholar and intellect and the things in our society that are deemed most important or prestigious, maybe a a doctor, a professor, a lawyer, all those top-notch things that people think you have to do in order to be upper rung in the society. But he said, you know, as I've watched Whitney, she has just been making such a beautiful life for herself and she's so free and she's so brave. And then he told he told her, he said, "I have enjoyed going on her road trips with her. I've been she, she was laughing and she was smiling. She said, he's been in the passenger seat with you. He's been there the whole time. And then I really started sobbing <laughs> because it just was such a sweet thing. One, because a lot of my family, I feel, doesn't really understand why I've chosen to do this. My mom's really excited for me about it, but nobody really has acknowledged that it, it does take a lot of work and effort and it is pretty daunting and it does take some courage to pick up and just take off and pick up uproot your life for the novel experience of seeing all different places you've always wanted to see and that's okay but it was just nice it was just nice to hear that somebody out there is enjoying it with me and it was also very sweet to think that there was somebody with me there and sorry there's just so many things During that trip, and I know I spoke about this on another episode months ago, but that trip in particular, I've done two, three really big road trips now. The first one was in 2021, and that was a really challenging one. That was my dark night of the soul, and it was rough. The second one was more about visiting people and seeing certain places, but it was also had a lot of turmoil in terms of seeing certain friends or family where it was really challenging and brought up a lot of emotion. So it also was a bit of an upheaval, but this one was so smooth and beautiful. It was so lovely. It was just like this breezy, smooth, sweet trip. Everything went so well. Everything went as planned. And so when she said that, I instantly thought that's why, that's why it was so smooth. Cause I had him and probably other members of my spirit team who were like, all right, let's go. <laughs> I'm not going to see them with like their bags packed and being like, woohoo, road trip time. And I've just been smiling ever since, picturing some of the most beautiful drives that I did on that trip and just seeing my grandfather smiling and just getting to be free, getting to be free in the ways that he wasn't free during his life. And that is the revelation and understanding that Corey had. And she said, oh my gosh. And this also happened when she was talking to my great grandmother, who was saying how she thinks that I'm so sweet and so fun and that I'm really going to bring beautiful things into this world because I'm so tuned into my heart. Corey said, you're inspiring them. you are They're inspired by you. They're encouraged. She And she was saying, it's not just us who is enabled to grow and to expand and to evolve further in our journeys from our ancestors and guides and angels on the other side. They gain the same sort of benefit and inspiration from us. And I just thought that that was so beautiful. And it reminded me of something I had heard just a few days before, which was that anytime in this life that we show an act of compassion or kindness, the universe feels it. The universe experiences it. Think about that for a second. And the first thing that came to mind was when we love a pet. I was thinking about my dog because we love animals so deeply, so freely, so unconditionally. There's something about it that they feel so innocent to us. We know that they are they need us to survive. And sort of like a child, right? A young child where they they're just have that special innocence to them. And so when you give them that show of affection and love, it's not just limited to you and that animal. Because remember, if we think of the concept of we are all one, then what you give to your dog, you give to all. The love and kindness and compassion that you show in any act in your life is felt throughout the cosmos, throughout the universe. So it reminds us that When we are giving that love, when we are tending to, when we are caring for others and pets and children and loved ones, that that reverberates and is felt throughout the universe. I thought that that was so beautiful. And to me, it kind of ties into this idea that when we live our life aligned with our true desire, with our true soul's path, with what we know in our souls and our hearts to be what we were meant for. Or even just what we want to do. I decided to live this lifestyle, one, because I just felt called to it. And now I know they probably had a hand in this, my angels. I just felt, you know, I need movement. I need to shake things up. I need to get rid of this baggage. I need to get rid of this, these emotions that feel so stuck inside of me. And I somehow knew that going on these trips was really going to help me process and get rid of that. So there was that. But it, I also just, it was the, my dream life. My whole life, I just wanted to travel and explore different places from the time I was really young. I'll never forget when I was young, and I might have shared about this before. My older brother had to get a surgery, and my mom didn't trust to leave me with my dad, but he also worked, but he is not is not a caregiver. So she had me spend a few days with a few of her friends. So I'd spend three nights with one friend, then next to the next friend, and oh my gosh, I thought I had died and gone to heaven. <laughs> no pun intended with this episode about angels. <laughs> but I just, it was the greatest thing in the world to me because I loved how everybody's house had different food and different things and different smells and different routines and different ways of being. And they were just different people. And I just loved feeling it and experiencing it, sleeping in different beds. And of course that carried on into when I got older and started having sleepovers and I was just never home because I wanted to go and see different places. And I've just always been that way. I love new things. I love new places. I love getting to know and meet new people and hear their stories and their experiences and see how they live their lives and their thoughts and their ways of being. So I did this because I wanted to live the life of my dreams. And that's what I felt my grandfather was really in awe of and really appreciating was, oh, she did it. She didn't necessarily listen to society. And I'm not, I hope this doesn't sound like I'm trying to make myself out to be so impressive. I'm, I'm just saying what she said that they said about me. But it was just so nice to hear because I do live a bit of an alternative lifestyle and it doesn't always go over as well with other people. And it's, and as all of you know, sometimes when you live from your heart, And other people don't acknowledge it or support it or give you the accolades that you deserve. You can start to question, maybe I don't, maybe I don't deserve it. Maybe there's nothing special about it. So it was just so nice, but mostly it was just so beautiful to picture them with me and having the experiences that they didn't get to have when they were in this lifetime as they rode alongside me in my car, seeing all parts of the country and such beautiful settings and feeling so free. So I wanted to share this so that you all can start exploring about how you might be inspiring your ancestors, how, when you start to break the mold, because that's also what was coming through for him from my grandfather. Again, cause he lived about as enclosed by the mold that you can possibly be. He lived entirely within the box. He followed the exact steps to be impressive. And once he was impressive, right? He was very revered. He was of high stature and prestigious in his circles. He couldn't shake that. He couldn't do anything that was outside the norm or that that people might scoff at or judge. So he stayed that way and lived that way. And what was interesting, I always remember that the last time I ever saw him, I spent time with him and my aunt in his house in Baltimore, which is where my dad grew up and he lived most of his life. Again, he worked at Johns Hopkins, which is in Baltimore. And we went out for lunch, which was at his... It was this special members-only club of Johns Hopkins. And it had this fancy violinist and piano player and a singer. And they were taking requests. And I think somebody asked, or maybe I asked my granddad, what song would you want to play? And he said, I would love them to play Let It Be by the Beatles. And my aunt, his daughter, looked at him in utter shock and said, what? What? She said, since when do you like the Beatles? Because again, he was so, he only listened to classical music and he used to give my dad such a hard time because my dad was a hippie in his younger days before he went to med school as well and loved Jimi Hendrix and the Rolling Stones and all these bands that my grandfather just kind of shook his head at and said, that's not music. (laughs) You know, every generation's parents have said that, even though now we consider those bands, the classic rock bands to be the height of beautiful, incredible music back then. People thought it was just weird noise, and annoying loud noise <laughs> to their kids. So we were shocked when he said this. But of, of course, Let It Be is an incredibly touching song. And they actually ended up playing it at his funeral. And I was not shocked too because that song always makes me cry because it's just, it does kind of feel like that call of don't worry so much about how things are or what will be. Just surrender, just allow, just trust in your heart is really the message I get from that song. So I feel now, after she said this, that that was a little bit of his desire showing, his desire to be more in his heart and his emotions, his desire to let himself feel those things that he didn't allow himself. So to know that he now watches me and is cheering me on, that's what she said. She said, "They're, they're up there cheering you on and they hope that you don't stop. They hope that you keep doing this and trust that you are, that you are doing something wonderful and amazing. And the way you're living your life is incredible. And it's really going to turn into something so beautiful and is already beautiful. And that meant so much because again, sometimes you don't hear that from people who are in this world because in this world, we're all having the human experience, which includes a lot of resentment and jealousy and anger and a lack of understanding and compassion for one another. Even with our own family, that can occur, sometimes especially in our own family. So I really wanted to offer this today as inspiration for all of you to know that this work is not for nothing. We know that. We know that anyways, because we know it's going to inspire and connect with people on this realm. But I'm telling you guys, I've heard this and I really feel it. And now it feels confirmed. Not only do we have our own team that is watching us, our angels and guides that are just sitting up there, just championing us and cheering us on and clapping and applauding us, are so excited for us, but we have a whole universe of beings that are watching and seeing what will humans do now. We've They've watched us rise and fall before. Many times have civilizations risen and completely fallen on this planet, and we're at a pivotal juncture where we might, for the first time, actually collectively ascend enough that we're going to create a new experience on the earth that's never been seen before. So when you begin your path, when you start to feel attuned to spiritual concepts and ideas, if this podcast resonates with you, begin the act of connecting, however feels relevant to you, whether it's through meditation or through finding a channel or through being aware of the music that comes along, because that can often be a message from loved ones or your guides, find ways to connect with that cheering section of yours. We're going to call it that. We all have our own cheering section of people who have passed over and are now able to see just how brilliant and amazing you are, which they might not have been able to tell you when they were here. And that's why it's important to find ways to connect with them because they want to tell you. They want you to know. All right, everybody. I hope that was helpful. And now I'm going to pull a archangel oracle card. Whenever I talk about channeling or angels or guides or connecting with the other realms, I, I feel so drawn to this deck. I know that any kind of oracle card is a way of, for the for them to get their message across, but this always just seems so perfect, the archangel oracle card. So let's see what particular card wants to come through today. Ooh, okay. So somebody wants to give us this message. The card is sensitivity. Archangel hanyel who is a female, it's a female archangel. You are extra sensitive to energies and emotions right now. Honor yourself and your feelings. How beautiful. So not only are they cheering us on, but they also want to give us permission or more so they want us to give ourselves permission to take a step back a little bit. To acknowledge that being this spiritual presence, this light being, this heart-centered person in this very often challenging and ego-focused world can be hard. So we do need to honor ourselves and our feelings when we need a timeout, when we need space, when we need to cut back on our responsibilities, on our day-to-day activities. We need to just rest And not subject ourselves to situations that we know can be emotionally upsetting. And also keep in mind, this just came to me. So whoever needs to hear this, as I've shared, I have had falling outs with family members and friends over the years through my journey. There are times where subjecting yourself to certain people is not for your highest good and is only going to continuously hurt you because you are extra sensitive to their energies. Just like this card is saying, So, you have every ability to decline those invitations or offers and to connect with your angels and let them reassure you that you do not need to feel guilt. You do not need to listen to their judgments or any critical words they might have as a result. You deserve to stand for what you need. I just wanted to offer that because when we are extra sensitive, as we are, we can't just keep putting ourselves in situations subjecting ourselves to situations that are just very painful or draining or seem to delay our progress. So here's the description. Sensitivity is a beautiful and powerful gift, and there's no such thing as being too sensitive. Your sensitivity helps you know the truth about situations and people, and it's important for you to trust and follow these hunches, intuitions, and impressions. Spend some time alone in nature to further develop your sensitivity. Avoid harsh situations and chemicals. At home or at work, ask me to help you choose life-affirming foods, beverages, companions, and activities. Know that it's safe for you to feel deep emotions as they're a part of your sensitivity. Visualize the two of us sealed in a beautiful, bluish-white light. This light dissolves any lower energies, transmuting them into love. The light also helps you distinguish between your own feelings and those of other people. Hanyel helps us honor our natural cycles, moods, and rhythms. She assists us in embracing all aspects of ourselves, including our strengths, setbacks, and shadows. Call upon her if you ever feel unsafe or bad about yourself. Hanyel will help you appreciate yourself and see how beautiful you are right now. And if you'd like to look her up to learn more about this archangel, it's spelled H-A-N-I-E-L, can yell is how I'm pronouncing it. <laughs> and this card really is affirming about building that connection with those who are able to give us the love and kind, gentle guidance, support, and encouragement that some on this plane are just not capable of. And we don't need to build a resentment. We just need to create an understanding that they're doing the best they can. And if the best they can do means being hurtful and creating overwhelming, energies that you are too sensitive for, then you can disengage from that and stay away from that and put yourself in situations that are not so harsh. Because as you do, you'll find yourself gravitating towards your people who are on the same path as you and moving up towards that light, towards that greater expansion that we are all moving towards together. All right, everybody, I hope this was helpful. I hope you have the most beautiful week, day, whenever you listen to this. Thank you for listening and take good care. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world.